Welcome, welcome. Welcome once again to EOB Salon Talk. EOB Salon Talk is much more than salon talk. It's about conversation that actually happens in the salon. Marriages, relationship, finances, politics, just to name a few. Let's talk. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome once again to a special edition of EOB Salon Talk. Tonight's EOB Salon Talk is actually sponsored by Nutriverse. Nutriverse has 72 minerals and 10 vitamins. It's like salads in a pouch. So thank you, Nutriverse, for the sponsorship. Tonight's guest is a very special guest. Um, she is Miss Nicole Gordon. Do excuse me, let me fix that. She don't like this. Dr. Nicole Gordon. Can you please introduce yourself to our guest, please? Hi. Hi, every everyone. My name is Nicole Gordon. I'm a clinician at the Westchester County Department of Health, and I'm very, very happy um, to be here. Thank you for having me. And, you know, I'm hopeful to uh, provide some insightful information on in the big, I guess, elephant in the room, COVID-19 <laughs> yeah. vaccines. So tonight's interview is pretty much going to be about all, everything about COVID, all the questions people have asked in the salon. This was a big conversation we were having this week in the salon, and the conversation was pretty much everything COVID. It's about the vaccination. It's about why we people get it. So we are going to dive in. We're going to try our best to address as much of the concerns and issues and just questions that I've been asked in the salon. Um, I'm sure we may miss some, but we're just dealing with what my clients have been asking, and even some of my stylists. Um, first, um, can you explain to us what's the COVID vaccine, um, the COVID-19, what exactly is it? So COVID has been around for a long time, but COVID is a virus. And um, this COVID-19 mm -hmm. is like a, a sub-virus of the entire COVID. So um, that's pretty much what it is. It's almost, it's like a flu, different, like a flu virus. So every year there's a different strain. So it's almost like a different strain of COVID per se. Okay. And this one, unfortunately, it affects our, well, does it only affect the respirator? No, it doesn't. So it's, it, it, it can affect multi-organ system throughout the body. So it's not only respiratory. And this is a working, this is a working progress, you know, which involves research. So mm -hmm. initially it was deemed to be more of a respiratory mm -hmm. um, illness or, or, or it affected the respiratory system. But as more research came along and how people were responding or their symptoms, it not only affected the respiratory system. Okay. So um, I do have a lot of clients, a lot of family, a lot of friends that were affected by COVID-19. And, you know, we did lose a couple of people. And, you know, to those family, I really want to say, you know, may God comfort you and, you know, and, and keep you. Because I know it's hard in any genre, in any, any, any time to you lose a family member. It's really hard. And, you know, to lose it to something that none of us understand, it's even harder. So now we, we are fighting the, the COVID-19 and now we have these vaccine, vaccinations and we're hearing a lot about these vaccinations. My clients are confused. They are confused. They are, um, they're just confused. Um, we don't know which vaccine to take was one of the things. 
So there are a bunch of questions that I'm gonna dive in and, and if you have information that you could share, just go ahead and share. I am willing to sit back and listen. Um, how new, because one of the big questions and one of the big issue we're having is that you're saying, I am not taking the vaccine because it's brand new. And we had this, con I mean, production was having this conversation. And in their mind, it's it's something that was rushed. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was saying that it wasn't. So can you shed a little light on that? Yes, for me? because yes. I made sure to make a note of that because I want to be very, very specific about this vaccine. So this vaccine, I'm going to say this, the, I would say the creation of this vaccine is not new. Okay. And first of all, the World Health Organization, CDC, would not put out any vaccines or medication that will harm the population whatsoever. These three, the three most common vaccines which we have in this country, Pfizer, Moderna, and J&J &J, are very effective. I know there are a lot of you know, misconceptions, you hear a lot of things, especially with the J&J, &J, when it's which is a single dose vaccine right. that you know there were some rare blood clots that were formed which you know that already added to the hesitancy of people receiving this vaccine they're like you know a vaccine usually go through years and years of trials and all of a sudden now we have this vaccine that boom it's out and we're take you know um they're forcing on a, on us mm -hmm. to take these three vaccines have been very effective I've seen it myself, having tested and have vaccinated thousands of people. The benefits outweigh the risks. Okay. So the benefit does outweigh the risk. So so on Friday, I think it was, mm -hmm. a conversation we were having in the salon was about a specific person that took it and they still got sick and stuff like that. And one of my clients actually mentioned Jesse Jackson. And that he and his wife were vaccinated and got sick. Why should I take it? Because they got a vaccination. So can you elaborate a little bit on why would a person get sick if they had, if they took the vaccination? Okay. And so just a couple of a couple of things, and I'm going to also uh, give example of some incidents that have happened. So we've had people who have gotten the vaccine, both first and second dose, and gotten sick right after. Do we know if it's actually, um, did they, were they incubating the virus prior to getting the vaccine? We don't know, um, which could happen because there's that incubation period and we, that incubation period can be from two to 14 days and you could be asymptomatic, but still right. positive. So really not sure what happened with that. The vaccine also doesn't prevent you from getting coronavirus. It lowers the incidence of severity of the illness and hospitalization. Now. Rarely people do get hospitalized and with very severe symptoms. Right. Oftentimes when they do, there are underlying factors or underlying medical issues that these people might have. The power of social media is like the blessing and the curse. It's there because it provides a lot of information, but people right. tend to just ingest <laughs> so much of the negativity and not look for the positive stuff. There are a lot of negative stuff that we can see on COVID, but not really that many positives. Right, right. That is true. Because, um, like, I, I, you know, just did a vaccination site, and some of the people that came, they had questions. 
what I was happy about was they asked, they, they spent time, the nurses that were here took about five minutes, spent time, answer all the questions. And, you know, for me, vaccination is your choice. Um, I know it's mandated now. You're, you know, I'm not saying you have to or not. I'm just here to give information and to get information. What I would love to do is to get the positive information out there to our people because I feel like another thing they say was, oh, um, we were killed off back in the days with the Tuskegee Airmen. And I said, no, they just didn't get vaccinated. And that's really the fact. The reality is that they were infected with a disease and they weren't vaccinated. That's why they died. They didn't die because they got vaccinated. They died because they weren't vaccinated. And we can add something onto that. They weren't informed either that they weren't positive, that they were positive. Exactly. So, okay. but this is what I will, I will say to, um, to people who look like me, who work, who work and live and breathe in this environment that we have to do our homework. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of misinformation out there, but we do have to take the responsibility to educate ourselves mm -hmm. as what will benefit you in the long run. I'm not the type of person either that I will sit with my patient and tell them that you have to have to do this. I always like an informed consumer or an informed patient. Right. I always want them to come to me with questions. I, I always make myself available. I don't know every answer. I try to get the information for them, whether it's a colleague or a friend or what have you, or I research it on my own and provide that information to my patients. But I want you to be able to educate yourself and make that educated decision for you. Like this is what's best for me and not just go by what the masses say and you don't have that information, you know, to make that decision. That was good. Another question that I was asked. So even with the vaccination, how do I even determine what vaccination is good for me? Which one do I take? Is there a criteria on what vaccination is good? What? So these are the questions that were asked of me, you know, last week in the salon. Like, what vaccination should I take? How do I know which one is the best vaccination? What's the difference between the vaccinations? So can you elaborate a little bit on the, you know? I absolutely can. So all three vaccines are effective. And it's very difficult to say, well, you should choose Moderna over Pfizer over J&J. All three are effective. They're a little different, so I'll explain it. So both Moderna and Pfizer mRNAs and J&J um, is usually made the traditional way a vaccine is made. So wait, so mRNH, right? N-A. So it's a little bit, I think that's probably another conversation to have because I'm going to use words that maybe okay. that quite, so it's not a live vaccine pretty much. So mRNA right. is not a live vaccine. So whatever the solution that is injected into your body, it's pretty much what a vaccine is. So you're introducing something foreign to your body. So we're talking about vaccines in general. You're introducing something foreign to your body where you can develop antibodies. So whenever, whatever that virus or disease or what have you come and attack your body, your body can actually recognize it exactly and fight it off. So that's the, that's the work the vaccine is supposed to do, okay? Hence why people tend to respond or they get icky after getting this vaccine because their immune system are, is in overdrive. So with Pfizer, so Pfizer vaccine, you, there are two doses, 21 days apart, okay? okay? So Pfizer has, Last week, it, has, it became FDA approved. 
before you can actually get it from 12 and above oh. um and it's been pretty effective you get the common signs and symptoms from a pfizer vaccine maybe soreness at the side of the arm you might get a little redness you might feel fatigued might feel like you have a the a mild case of the flu mild headache um you might have a little nausea a little vomiting a little gi discomfort if you do have any severe allergic reaction, meaning if you start breaking out in hives, rashes, very severe pounding headaches, very high um, grade fever, um, shortness of breath, chest pains, you want to get yourself evaluated. And that's with any vaccines or medication. Got it. With Moderna, Moderna is a two-dose vaccine also, just like Pfizer, but it's 28 days apart. So that's the difference between both. So Moderna is 28 days and Pfizer is 21 days. Hmm, okay. Um, Moderna is currently approved for 18 and above. Okay. So it's not approved for below 18, for mm -hmm. under, under the age of 18. For J&J, it's a single-dose vaccine, and that vaccine is also approved for 18 years and older. Is that a live vaccine? No, it's not. None of them None are of live them vaccine. Live. Okay. None of them are live vaccines. Okay. What we do at the health department is for, uh, we do have the J&J available. We do have all three available. But more for a single-dose vaccine, we try to accommodate people, especially people who are homebound. Okay. So people who are unable to come to the clinic or come to a site multiple times, they might have transportation issues. Mm -hmm. They might be elderly. Um, they might be incapacitated in any way. So we, you know, when it comes to, you know, if that type of clientele that we get, we'll, we'll give them, you know, the choice of all three, but we might kind of, sway them towards a J and J so they don't have, have to, come, to come, back. come back. Yeah. Uh, that's excellent actually. Great information yeah. and thank you. Um so I know we mentioned the time frame between vaccines and another question that was posed to us is is there a danger in them having one too soon or one too late? For example, I know one is twenty one days, but what if I wait twenty eight days? Or what if I wait, I come back too early? What, is there an effect on? So in the beginning, in the beginning, CDC issued guidance that you do not, you didn't want to vaccinate too early or too Good. late. Okay. Then as research got a little bit more involved, then there was a little bit of a window. So it could be a four day before or four day after. Now that window has become, uh, the, the gap has become large, wider. Okay. So you can get it a little bit too sooner or a little later. And the reason I'm saying that is it's better that you have the vaccine, the set, both doses, than not have it at all. So if I get one dose and I want to say, you know what, I just want to get this one dose, even though I was supposed to get two, how effective is that? So it, w it wouldn't be as effective as, as if you'd get both doses. Okay, because I have a client and she said, well, I had one dose and I'm, I don't know if I'm going to take the other dose. Is people are saying people are saying so my question to you is is it gonna be so if she waited too long say a month over the time she's supposed to get it would she have to be revaccinated no no okay. she wouldn't have to be revaccinated re she will just come in and get her second that will be considered the second dose okay so yeah. that's still okay yes so that's good that's good two months it will still be considered a second dose five months it will still be considered a second dose I had somebody that is out seven months and is still considered her second dose. Okay, oh, but it may not be as effective. Well, we don't know because we're oh. still doing, we're still, we're still conducting research. As we go. As, exactly. Right. 
Um, so another thing that was asked of me earlier was, you know, like, um, the question was like, they were saying, why am I supposed to take the vaccine? They don't even know what's happening in the vaccine. So in your professional opinion, why should we be getting this vaccine? Okay. So in my personal opinion, I have been doing this since March 3rd of last year. So that includes mm. testing which I can say I've been into multiple, multiple facilities in the Westchester County area. So hospitals, nursing homes, group homes, shelters, any type of facility, congregant facilities that you can think of. And um, it hasn't been good. So when you look at that and you look at people dying and there is some sort of assistance or help or solution. I'm not going to say 100% solution because we're still... Nothing is 100% right. correct. When you look at the research of the benefits of the vaccine versus... I would rather take my chances of doing that versus being on a vent. Okay. At the state of some parts of the country, which New York has been in also, your chances of getting on an event was pretty slim. And if you have experience with working in a hospital, not every unit has a vent, not every unit is capable of, 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 of carrying a vent, mm. not every nurse or doctor is capable of working a vent, and the amount of beds or the capacity in a hospital, and it's pretty much, you know, um, it's you're going by the acuity. Wow. So that's how you stage people in a hospital is based on an acuity. So you might go in for something minor like gallstone. You have a gallstone that needs to be removed, which mm -hmm. is it's invasive, but not that invasive mm -hmm. versus somebody on a vent. That person with a gallstone that could have been removed will have to be sent home and that could end up in, in that person Got it. dying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so I think also when you look at it, you're, I'm not just doing it for myself also, I'm doing it for everyone else that's around me. I work in an environment where I'm, I'm constantly around this stuff every day. And even before this, we had measles, we had all kinds of different things. And we always want to protect each other. And that was my major concern. So for me, I do also work in an environment that, um, so that's why we have NutriBurst and my, um, CMOS, I take those every single day mm -hmm. to help build my immune system. Mm -hmm. And with my CMO, with my NutriBurst, I remember I had COVID, by the way. I had COVID. Um, I got COVID through a client. And unfortunately, I was exposed. I was the only one in the salon that actually got it because I was the only person that actually worked on the client. And I had a mask on, but she took her mask off and had a cup of water. And, you know, she she knew she had it whatever the case was, but I might thank be to the Lord. I wasn't that sick. I felt like I had an allergy attack and something said, mm -mm. nobody has allergy right now. Mm -hmm. Let me go. You know, mm -hmm. I, my allergies were normally weird time of year anyway, but I still went and got tested. I called my doctor and I, you know, found out I had, and I will tell you, I, I still say my NutriBurst saved me. I know, you know, cause I still took my, me, um, my NutriBurst and my CMOS, and I took those, I double and triple up on those just to help me out because I didn't want to be 
breathing. You know, I've seen people that have been through that and I was so scared. You know, I held it in real well, but I was, I was afraid. So what I'll say, is it a reality that if you build your immune system up, system up it will help fight with the fight of it also? Taking I, a vaccination and building my immune system up. So yes and no. So okay. we have to remember this is a virus. And yeah. a virus, you can only treat a virus. You can't cure a virus. So once you get it, you could treat exactly. it. Exactly. And everyone responds differently mm-hmm. based on our immune system. So we're, we're thinking about colds and flus and all these mm. different things that we come into, you know, just all around us on a daily basis. Most importantly, we have to consider is washing our hands. I need you Which, to say that again. <laughs> Wash your hands. And that includes soap and water. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Thank yes. It is so important. And, you know, be careful with and if showering when you come inside. From outside, just rinse yourself off. You don't have to go do a big, just rinse, take those clothes off and rinse yourself off. It's important. You'd be surprised if you sit and watch some people, how often they touch your eyes and their mouths. I do that a lot. Actually, Yeah. I'm sorry. I do do that a lot. I don't know if it's a habit or what it is, but I realize. Yeah, a lot of people do it. So you're touching a doorknob and you're really not cognizant of, you know, you touch a doorknob and, you know, you go about your business. Well, you touch a doorknob and then you go and scratch your eyes. Somebody before that might have scratched or picked their nose or whatever. And that same doorknob. So, you know, that's how things get get, transmitted. Yes. And get icky and and have a happy party. And Mm. you end up getting it. Okay. Yeah. I just So it's so <laughs> important. Yeah, it's so important to wash your hands. And they're also talking, you know, that's six feet, you know, the distance is six feet. It's important also. And I do think this is a great lesson for us too moving forward. I know, you know, I get a lot of things. I get lessons from everything. I think this is a great lesson for me moving forward to understand that, you know what? regardless whether COVID is still going on now or not, my rules in the salon is still the same. You you come inside, you sanitize. We may eventually get rid of taking the temperature, but you will be sanitizing. And we are going to still, you know, sign in when you come in. Because those are ways that most salon, I think we should always keep that um, for contact tracing or whatever the reasons may be. You may not be a... It may not be COVID-19, but something else that we could call that client because that's what happened with me. When I had COVID, I I went through and I I think there was about 28 people that came through these doors that within the last three days that I worked here. And I ended up calling all 28 and they were able to get tested, which was great for me. At least I know, you know what, thanks be to the Lord, I didn't get anyone sick you know so everybody was tested and was fine thank god but i think for me some of my lessons will be to keep a lot of the things that we are doing now should stay wash your hands always sanitize always you know cleanliness always with that being said i have a quick question or maybe just a statement i will i'll have for you a quick question for a community like ours we live in, what would be a good ad- what advice would you give to our what would you like our community to know? Because we live in a community that is very afraid of taking a vaccine. Um, we have issues, we have questions, we have and I wanted to do this. 
um, interview because our community are not educated on it. And we live in fears and, you know, we have, we hear this and this is happening and that's happening. So I don't want to take it because they may, you know, they and them and these and them and YouTube and everybody has an opinion. So from a professional standpoint, what would you say to our community that could probably encourage us to probably stay safe or get vaccinated or what would be your? Educate yourself. And mm -hmm. ask questions. I've always, always, always said to my patients to come with your questions. Write them down. Ask as many questions as you need. I'm not on a time. I, my clock is not ticking when my patients sit in the chair. You're not doing a 15-minute thing, Doc? I'm not. <laughs> I actually don't. Okay. And the reason, the reason why I don't do that is because I put myself in, in, their, in their shoes. Right. So I know how... This is a hot button topic, which is health disparity. It's huge in the black community and it's very apparent. And as someone on the other side, I see it yeah. and I experience it. And then it kind of flips a little bit once they realize that, yes, I'm in the healthcare field and everything kind of gets turned upside down. And then I'm the, the red carpet is rolled out and you get everything that you want, wow. which is unfortunate. But what I've actually said, some of the, some, some things that might help with that, and it's not always, you know, it not always happens, is maybe find someone that looks like you. We're few and far between, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, not everyone, and I, I don't want to stereotype or say anything, and you're but not. um, we're just being honest. Yeah, I mean, I. There are Be a lot of my patients. With your doctor or whoever you're going to. There are times that you want mm -hmm. to because you're able to relate. That mm -hmm. person is able to relate to you. You feel more comfortable with saying certain things. Got it. And get because they have lived what you have lived. And like that I like actually a helps. Yes. I, I like a female. Right. There's things about my body right. that I feel like they could relate to my yes. sister like a male. Yes. So, you know, things like that. She could relate better to a male and I relate better to a female gynecologist. So I do get that. Right. Um, if you feel that you're not getting the care that you need, you need to find someone else. Do not remain stagnant and feel that I need to see this person because the insurance company is dictating that I see Dr. Smith. That's another thing. Um, a client was saying that they're being charged for the vaccination and they're being charged in, you know, for not only for the vaccination, but to be tested. I thought I didn't really, well, I was never charged. I didn't know that, you know, they're, you know. I do hear facilities um, that are charging for the visit and not the vaccine. Okay. so, so Or they're charging for the vaccine and the visit. Or they're charging for the vaccine and not the, it's like, it varies. But I've heard that a lot too, yeah. that people are being, and for testing, excuse me, and yeah. for testing also. Because I was, when I was going to get my vaccination, I had a couple of appointments. Mm -hmm. And one did call to say that they, you know, there's a charge. I think it was $150 charge to be wow. vaccinated. Wow. And I said to them, thank you, have a great day. And I did get my vaccination. No one asked me for a charge. Mm -hmm. I filled out, mm -hmm. and, you know, which was great. But, you know. I say to my clients and I say to people that watch the, this podcast, and I agree with you, and I think I share this, this sentiment, educate yourself. Be, be, you know, be your own advocate 
for your health. Be your own advocate. Whatever your decision is going to be, think about the people around you. If you have older parents. And, and another thing, if you choose not to be vaccinated, just know there are some rules you're going to have to follow. Follow those rules. Because you got to think about the people that are around you. I work in a salon. And there's no way I could not be vaccinated working in a salon. I'm standing over a person's head. So as much as I've never had the flu shot, because I was one, and I'm going to be honest and be you know forthright, I never believed in taking the flu shot. I didn't want the flu shot. Uh, people get sick. So I never took the flu shot. But from a person that I've had COVID-19, from a person that had family members and close friends dying from COVID-19 and seeing the effect of it, I had to be proactive and I didn't want to be the one to be transmitting it to a client, God forbid, or a family member. And I had friends that I do hang with and they're like, are you, we all are vaccinated. It's like four of us or six of us, but we all are vaccinated. And even though we're vaccinated, like, you're, you know, we wear a mask and we still, you know, in distance, like we're here now and everybody in this room is vaccinated, but you know, I, I love that you still have your mask on because of what you do, and I respect that. And I still do that sometimes, so I'm not great at it, I'm just, but I'm working on still keeping that mask on. Well, the reason that I do it is because I'm around people all the time. Yeah. And this virus, oftentimes people are asymptomatic. Mm. And because I'm around people all the time, I don't know if this gentleman that's sitting across from me is immunocompromised in any way, not because he didn't say anything, that doesn't mean that he's not. And what if I have it and I give it to him? Then, right. you know, we have to also think about people who have children who are not eligible, who are young under the age of 12, who are not eligible to get this vaccine. So, okay, you know, we're exposing ourselves and we might be positive, you bring it home to your child. That's not gonna be good because as a lot of people often know, children don't respond the way adults do when they're sick. And when they're sick, they go like that. Mm. They tank very quickly. Very quickly. Yes. But I will, I, I will say this, though. I know you've had sleepless nights. You've vaccinated <laughs> a few. You've watched. I That's want to take the opportunity <laughs> to say thank you for your service. Thank you for being one of those people that's been there for us here in New York. Um it's been rough i know for you you have yeah. family you've been away from your family yeah so i truly 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 want to say i appreciate that yeah people take it for granted sometimes that the people are out there that are caring for us you know they they're caring who's taking care of the caregiver i like to say mm -hmm. so you know uh, of course i have some goodies for you today before you <laughs> leave but i want to make sure before we wrap up too to say thank you um but before we go on another positive note um you know, this is EOB Salon Talk, right? <laughs> so we're going to have some little fun, you know, okay. just to lighten it up a little bit. All right. This is heavy. I know it's a little bit heavy, and I don't want to dive into So I'm going to break it up a little bit. So um, I'm going to ask you a hair question, even though you're a female. Okay. What are some of the experience you've had in salons that you've been through? Um, good or bad? Just give me a, an, an example of some funny, funnies that happen in the salon. Worst time in the hair salon is the wait time. The wait time. <laughs> <laughs> so guess what? You could appreciate COVID now because uh, the wait time is less. I'm a stickler for time. Well, yes, I know. If I say 
six o'clock, I'm here before six o'clock. That's yeah. just me. And I have, I'm a planner, so I have everything planned out. So I'll say, okay, I'm going to be in the hair salon from six to like 10. If 10 o'clock comes, I'm itching and I'm going. And I'm one that pay for service and I pay very well. So if I expect you to do something in four, in a four hour window, I need it's you to do it in a four hours. hour window because I, you, this is what you charge. I make sure to pay you for your service. I don't skimp on it or whatever. You're professional. You're providing the service. That's what I want. And I'm out. That's I just love me. this question because that's just me. This is one thing COVID has done, especially <laughs> for me. Like my schedule gets real crazy. Yeah. And, for, and what I find now, I get to have that personal conversation mm -hmm. with my mm -hmm. clients. I get to have that one on one. I get to speak to my client. And it's just us. And you're in and you're out. Mm -hmm. And I remember I finished a client one last week and she said, we're done. <laughs> I say, yeah, and I'm sorry. I'm not rushing you out, but we have to just bid farewell and, and welcome the other person in, you know, cause it mm -hmm. takes us a little while. Right. We have to clean, you know, clean up afterwards. So it's a little work for us to as stylists because once that um, client leave, we got to clean up and, and wipe down. And as you get up, we get wiped down and sanitized because I can't put another client in this chair unless we sanitize it. So, you know, I need that little break, that little window in between the clients. So I actually appreciate that. And I think I'm going to keep that. I do have to say, though, even though I'm a stickler for time, I like to always be in constant communication. So yeah, things happen. Mm -hmm. You can't control everything. If there's anything that's, if you're running late or whatever, call me. That's all so I, I need you, you to do. So I to me yet, so I'm going to ask this question. <laughs> so what's the longest time you've spent in the salon? Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, maybe about eight hours. Did you get paid? <laughs> I just mean, did you no. get paid, No. No, eight hours, really? Eight really? hours. Extensions? And it was in Brooklyn. Natural hair? It was extensions that eight shouldn't hours? have to take that long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Eight hours was the longest. It I'm was not going to come in. It was a long, it was a long time. Eight it was, hours. I was exhausted. Eight hours <laughs> in a salon. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Eight hours. <laughs> I'm a stylist, but I have nothing to say about that. Yeah. Eight hours. That was a long time. Because mm -hmm. for me, but even for the stylist, for me, I feel like if I have you there for eight hours, I could have done multiple clients. You're not paying me hourly rate. So I kind of not want you there for eight hours. Um, I like you and everything, but I would not want you. Yeah, no, I appreciate hours. it. And, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry. I and I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's an extension. It's a two and a half hour for me. Mm -hmm. um, if you're getting a treatment, it may be a little bit longer because I like to treat my clients before I do any form of installs and make sure that the hair is ready to, mm -hmm. you know. So sometimes it may be a little longer. You may be getting a steam treatment, but mm -mm. that's a quick question too. I, I, I want to ask this because I'm in the salon and I'm working out with COVID. So I do use the dryers and stuff. And before, in some states, there were conversations about not putting people under the dryer because it will spread the COVID. I, I just want to talk about some of the myths we have. And, you know, it, it's... What's your... So, so um, I didn't hear that one about the dryer. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there are a lot of myths that, you know, um, the metal in the vaccine that, you know alter your DNA yeah. and all these things. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, no, it's transmitted via droplets. 
Um, so if you're singing, it's airborne. So you're singing, talking, or anything like that. Those droplets come out, and and it's going to land wherever. So whether it's a under hair dryer or just sitting here, the hair dryer yeah. is not going to. It's it's no different than me sitting here and speaking to you without a mask on. Those droplets right. are going to come out. I have a client. She would not use the steamer because she said that the steamer is going to. Um, Pull the, the, the COVID out. It, it was But a she's in an enclosed area, so does it matter? I didn't fight. I just didn't give her No, I understand. But, you know, it's, it's like sometimes yeah. you... And then sometimes, you know, you're, you're going to just keep answering, answering, answering so, questions, yeah. and you'll never make someone happy. You'll never right. answer the question. You never give them the answer that they want to hear. And then you'll just have to just direct them that maybe you want to check this website out. CDC out or, you know, yeah. World Health Organization or something like that. So now that you say that, so what's a website that people with concerns and questions and, you know, just issues, what's, what's like a good website they could go on? So they could go to the CDC. They could mm -hmm. go to New York State Health Department mm -hmm. website. They could go to New York City Health Department website. It has a lot of information, a lot of information. And there's still a lot of vaccination sites around, and there's I think they could find those on the website. There's still also. a lot of vaccination sites around. Um, you can get free vaccines without, you don't have to provide an insurance card or a copay or anything like that. At our health department, Westchester County Department of Health, we have a Yonkers location, we have the White Plains location, and we also have pop-up sites. Even though we have pop-up sites, you can't, if you see a pop-up site somewhere and you come in and you want to be vaccinated, we're not going to say, well, you don't belong to right. the salon. You're not allowed to get vaccinated. We'll never do that. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. I did have a couple of people walk up mm -hmm. on my pop-up yeah. site. Um, one person was from the city and another person was from upstate. And it was weird. And I said, but you know, you're coming back here. Yeah. For the second dose and she said yeah that's fine i'm, I'm in the area so and then some people yeah. go elsewhere to get the second dose oh, oh that was another question was <clears> oh that. yeah that's so they a, that's can't a, go elsewhere uh, to get the it's second a, it's dose. a it's um let me see how i'm gonna answer this question <laughs> and it's just gonna it's because i'm on the other side yeah. so it just makes it a lot more difficult okay so you go to Walgreens and get your first dose vaccine in Queens. And then you go to the health department in Westchester County mm. and get the second dose. So you got it two different places, right? Um, there's sometimes that Walgreens might not have put that information into the system. The state and the city are two different entities, even though they're under New York State. Ah. I can't go into New York City's system. New York City can't come into my system, even though I have access to both. So yes, I can, but not, somebody mm -hmm. can't just go in and say, let me look, let me look into New York State system from the city's point, um, perspective. Mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't get that information. Oftentimes what we've been encountering is that people have lost their cards. They lost okay. the card, they didn't take a picture of it and got vaccinated somewhere in Queens. And then they got vaccinated somewhere upstate. And guess what we have to do? We have to play Inspector Gadget and get that information. Oh, it God. takes a long time to get it because you have to send correspondence to the state. Sometimes we've had places where they got vaccinated that no longer is in operation at all. Oh, and they have no information. We do eventually find it somewhere 
but it takes a so it takes a lot of it take it takes up a lot of time to be honest with you. Wow. Um, so if you can go back to the same site that you got vaccinated, I would go back to the same site and take a picture of the vaccine card. It is so helpful. So what I did with all the people that came mm -hmm. to my site um, this week was I had them as soon as we gave the card mm -hmm. to take a picture. Mm -hmm. And one lady took two pictures and so she sent one to her mom one to her sister and i said that was so cute yeah i said why you did that she said i always lose my phone so if i lose my phone my mom has it which was such a great idea and she actually taught me something because i actually forwarded mine too so i put mine in my cloud you know I, you know these phones they have a, you know yeah i know it's fancy so, yeah. phones and stuff so i i actually did do that but i also have the the Excelsior mm -hmm. app. The Excelsior Pass. So we encourage them to get it, but it's not. I, I think one thing the gentleman that was here stated that it would not be in yet. Until 14 days. Until 14 days. So it days. takes up to 14 days for after you to your get second after your second dose. Okay, so 14 days after your second vaccination, right. you could go and put it in the, right. in the app. But I have to be very, very, very precise. Whatever you put on that registration, that screening form, and you fill your name out, is the exact information that you have to put in Excelsior. Mm. So if you put Jane A. Smith on that sheet when you're filling it out, that screening questionnaire, that's how the information is going to be entered into the system. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to get Jane Smith and the information comes up. It's not. You have to put Jane A. Smith has to be spelled correctly okay yeah so i always tell my patients that what's on your driver's license put the same thing on this card put the same thing on that screening sheet it's almost like when you're buying purchasing a plane ticket and yes, they say yes. the name on the passport has to correspond with the name on the ticket it's the same thing because it's a medical record once it goes into the now it's a part of your medical records a part of that vaccine re immunization record mm. I can't tell you how many people cannot get their Excelsior pass because they didn't put both their last names or the, the E number. looks like an O or the phone number or they forgot the date. So the date is different. It's a nightmare yeah. because then what I have to do oftentimes is to go in and have to change the record. So I have to change the whole name around. That's time consuming. Yeah. Because well, not everyone is able to do that. Wow. So I, I experienced that too mm -hmm. with... We were trying to help an elderly lady mm -hmm. out, putting hers on the pass, whatever, a volunteer. And it took the gentleman to figure out that. So we said, when they call you to remind you about the vaccine, where did they call you? She said, oh, they call at my house. We realized that she used the wrong phone number. So, yes, I've experienced that yeah. also. Yeah. Um, did I miss any questions? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I don't think I'm missing a question. And I think we, we did a great job, I think. You did a great job, I must Thank say, you. with answering any question. But is there any blanket statement, any other questions that you have gotten that you probably want to clear up here um, regarding the vaccination? And then I'll ask you some fun questions. I just want, you know, for me, I just want everyone to take it seriously. I'm not the one, as I said before, to... Um, mandate or force someone to take mm -hmm. the vaccine but take the initiative of protecting those around you whether it's t getting the vaccine or masking mm -hmm. 
it's not, it's just a mere inconvenience to put the mask on if you're going into a store or, you know, you're around someone that you're unsure of their vaccination status. Then when you get in your car or your house, you're free to do whatever you want to do. But really just consider everyone else. That's what I do. I'm around my colleagues every day. I don't know what my colleagues, what their lives are like when they leave out of there and they have to go home. I really have to consider everyone around me. I have parents. I had a grandfather that passed away last year from COVID and he was in a senior center and we have absolutely no idea where he got it from. I felt guilty at one point because I thought it was me because I was testing people like you would not believe and almost everyone I tested was positive, but I was never around him. That's how I know I I didn't give it to him because I wasn't around him. But then you feel all that guilt and he was in a hospital, passed away on his own because we weren't able to go and see him. We weren't able to be with him. So a lot of people experience that where they only saw their loved ones on Skype or over the phone with you hearing the, the doctor telling you, well, you know what, we're going to take him off a vent or mm. there's nothing that we can no longer do. So, you know, when you've been affected in that way, when you're in 100 degree weather in PPE testing people, and you're yeah. dying and sweltering and by the grace of God, you come out and you're fine and you never got it. I have to tell you that's something that, you know, that's positive that come out of it. And, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in, in vaccines, but also I always want, you know, myself and everyone just to educate yourself and ask questions. Questions were made to be asked. There's no stupid question. You wouldn't ask a question if you had the answer. That's true. That's true. So, um, EOB Salon Talk here at EOB Salon Talk, we like to ask you this question, what's one of your favorite quotes or sayings or? Each one, teach one. Ah, each one, teach one. I yeah. like that one. Yeah. I actually like that one. Each yeah. one, teach one. I use each. it almost every day. Why, you know, you have that knowledge. Why are you, you, you hiding it? Why are you one. not passing on that information? Well, Dr. Nicole, thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. For being here. You're thank welcome. Thank you for being, you know, just willing to be a part of this, just to speak to our community, actually. And just, you know, I hope we've answered a lot of questions. And if there are any questions, please put it in the DM. Please put it in our box, in our DMs or YouTube. Send questions in and ask the questions. We are definitely willing to um, to send. And then also, don't forget to go to um, the DM um, in my... I have my Nutriburst. You could get free samples. <laughs> Just DM me and you'll get free samples. I'm going to make sure you have your package here, Doc. Oh this God. is yours. Thank you. Because I do appreciate what you're doing. Thank you I very much. CMOS and thank Nutriburst you. for you. So thank you once again. For I being appreciate here. it. And thank thanks you. for having me.